controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim. Yeah. And welcome to another Tim Fall Hat. It's been a great week and it's only getting better. We got a great show for you guys. Thank you for everybody who listened to the last show. Hope you enjoyed it. You know, I know some of you guys are freaking out on the Freemason stuff, but I'm telling you this, man, I'm not here to do a show where we just hear from the people that think like us, act like us. I want to hear all sides in discussion. That's why I let them, you know. Give his side of the story about the Freemasons. And you can make up your decisions about the Freemasons. But there, this show will always have all sides and all views. I refuse to just get on one side or the other. Trust me, man. If I, if I picked one side, my, this show would be bigger. It would be way bigger. You, there's more money, more, more exposure, more audience in picking a side and going hard to each side than there is going down the middle. And uh, so... I thought it was great. I mean, some of you guys enjoyed me saying seven words on my own podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I enjoyed it. As always, joining me is my man, XG, and the place to be. We got a great show for you. Um, guys, this week, go check us out. Uh, check me out. I'm going to be at Rooster Tea Feathers. I'm gonna, that's in Sunnydale, Val, Sunnyvale, California. Come out. Uh, Thursday night is Pimpin' in the Parking Lot show. We're basically, we hang on the parking lot, we're going to smoke weed, and just tall, tell, tell, tall tales of lizard people, okay? And then Friday and Saturday night, stand-up comedy. And then Sunday night, which is uh, April 7th, I am going to be doing uh, stand-up with Q&A. If you want questions, come. that's the night to come. I'm answering everybody's questions, doing all crowd work. It's going to be an amazing night of stand-up. So Thursday's partying. Friday, Saturday, stand-up, and then Sunday is the Q&A. So come hang out with me. I'm super excited about being at this show, um, at this club. I'm bringing a lot of shirts, so come and rock out, okay? And then the following is Tuesday. We have two comedy chaoses. We'll deal with all that a little later. Joe Rogan's on the second show. <laughs> I'm putting these shows together, all right? So we'll have more comment on that later. And then the following, then that, that Friday and Saturday, which is April 13th and 14th, we are doing the tinfoil hat. We're on the East Coast. We're on. We're at Nashville, Tennessee. That is the 13th. We're doing the Nashville Comedy Festival. Yeah, look at that. We finally made the big board. Look who's on the big board. Eddie Bravo, myself. It's going to be a great show. And then uh, Saturday night, we are in Hunts, Huntsville. Yeah, Huntsville. Uh, Alabama at the uh, Stand Up Live. So come and hang out uh, with us there. Myself, Eddie, Eddie Bravo. We will be answering your question. We'll be doing stand up and then the Q&A at the end, which everybody seems to love. So yeah, uh, Comedy Cast is brought to you by our good friends at abx.org. That's Absolute Extract. They are the, the, the premier weed company and they support this show and they support my live shows. So go and check them out. Go to uh, abx.org. And they got everything, vape pens, 
Uh, edibles, hot chicks smoking weed. That's a great thing. Have you been to weed uh, festivals, man? All the strippers look like futuristic. They're from the future. Their faces are tatted. Let me just tell you, hot, come through, dude. Uh, stoner chicks aren't granola anymore. They're, they're fine-tuned fembots, and I love them for it. They actually have weed for your vagina, huh? <laughs> Ladies say science isn't trying to weed people are. They got weed water. We, it used to be bong water. Now it's good for you. It's like advancements, advancements, advancement. So go check them out. And then I'm supposed to have a call this week with BetDSI. BetDSI for all your betting needs. Go to BetDSI. Use the promo code HAT100, and they will... Uh, Whatever you deposit up to $500, they will double. So, hey, man, uh, the Final Four is coming up. UFC's rocking. Baseball's going crazy. NBA playoffs are coming. And, yes, the conspiracy bets are coming. I just have not been able to sit down with them and talk about it. But we're going to make it happen. I'm going to need I also want you guys to start emailing me. What are the conspiracies you would like to bet on? Go to Tinfoil Hat. Cast on Twitter and go to uh, Tinfoil Hat Pod on Instagram or just hit me up as well. I want to know what you want to bet on. Lizard people, whatever. Go hard in the paint on that. And then, uh, where we go? Did we show we got t- shirts. The shirts, we got brand man. new shirts. Uh, the new shirts are up. Arizona, we ran out of shirts. I saw them all at the Phoenix show. Tucson got none. Boom, it's available. Samzilla is available. Okay? Look at that. Yeah, Samzilla, how it's your boy. Me just wrecking Northern Look at that. That's a great shirt. And then we have a Ronin shirt for you. And, uh, yeah, some greatness is coming. And, yeah, I-, I love our T-shirts, and they're up. So if the uh, website ever goes down, you can just go to tinfoilhatshirtstshirts.com and grab that. That is the business. Did anyone time that? Did everybody to- time that? Anybody? That was like eight minutes. Eight minutes. I think. Come I on. Think. That's great. Six, Six. minutes. Woo. That's business, man. Get in and out. Support the show. Go get the dates at samtriplee.com. It will be back up very soon. Uh, joining us in studio, returning champion. He's one of our, uh, he's been on a couple times. He's one of our, our most requested uh, guests. Everybody loves him. Come on. You always knock it apart. He's gone through a little change in his life, and he's got this super positive attitude that I've really enjoyed. He's been sending me a lot of positivity in my life, so I'm happy to have him on. Please welcome back to the show, John hey. Paul Rice. How are you, buddy? Hey, great to be here. It's good it's to be here, buddy. To see you again. Of course. Your hair's a little grown now. Yeah. This is you just like, you're just a ronin, dog. <laughs> you have no master. You're doing your own thing. You seem super happy. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? What the, why, why the change? What well, happened? Um, February... 15th was my last day at my job of 13 years in finance. And uh, I lined it up to make sure that I could get out of there. Uh, took out my 401k, liquidated it, and uh, paid off debts and set a new course. And it's been, I, I can't describe anything other than it's been uh, a human experience, a spiritual experience, uh, breaking free from i guess the illusion of reality yeah and uh and freeing yourself really uh, a liberation um people just are so scared of that moment and it's just like all you gotta do is take the first step and yeah. do it it is scary man yeah but i really do after like doing this show for a while 
I really do believe you can control the simulation. And if you put your mind to it yeah. and you work really hard, you can change everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've heard this. This isn't new news. You, you can hear it on Joe Rogan and other podcasts and other people are talking. Other entrepreneurs talk about you manifest your own reality. And really what it comes down to is your imagination and your creativity manifesting your reality. And that's the part that I looked at when I stepped back, you know, because we, we went through the summer last year talking about child's voice and human trafficking and the central banks and all the horrors in the world. And it's like, well, if you step aside and, and just let that happen, it's going to continue to happen. Right. In fact, me railing against it or being right about it is not going to change the problem. Right. And taking on something so big as that is not the issue, really. It's what is it speaking to you inside of yourself. And so what I had to find was the child in myself, the child that wanted to come out and play. Right. And to really see the world and embrace it that way with other children that I wanted to play with in the adult world to inspire the good and the creativity. Because when you look at all of the, what is messaged, what is put on TV, it's anger and hatred and division and you've got to pick a side and it's very contentious. You know, it's very uh, attacking yep. and, and morality. And, and, and they just throw all this at you and it's like you plug in your trauma to it and it fires up your brain. And then, and then you end up hating people or not liking people or being angry and upset about the world because it's all just seems such a dark place. And what's the point anyway, right? So it promotes a nihilistic and sort of hedonistic sort of do as whatever you want because there's really no meaning to life anyway. And it's not on the opposite end. It's not only found in you know, spirituality, but it's really the spirit of the human being. And that, that to me was... I guess putting all of those pieces together, what you, you said is that taking that leap is not one leap, actually. It's a series of steps. And so what I started doing is I looked back upon my life and all the people that had helped me in spite of myself who had goodness in them. And I, yeah. and I tried to learn those lessons from them and put all of those pieces together to line it up so that when it came down to uh, making that decision, it was the most logical decision yes. to do. It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I wake up today and I'm going to quit my job. No. Yeah. No, you have to You're plan. not like the chick in the car that just is like, I'm going to quit my job. Uh, the car commercial where she's like, quits her job and buys a car. Yeah. You actually thought about it yeah. for a little while. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it's the difference between looking at life as though you're waiting around for something to happen and the path to reveal itself to you or somebody to give you the opportunity because, well, you could be right and you could be really talented. But if you're right and you're really talented, you also have the ability, if you look back on your life, you've created a lot of great things oh, yeah. out of nothing. You're right. And you started, I mean, if you look at your first podcast to now, the production values have gone up. The topics that you cover We've are more in depth. We got diversified. You got, you got nice, you know, equipment. Yeah. You got yeah. good. So, so these are the things that, I mean, they're practical things. But it, it's really more about internally your own belief system, not the belief system outside of the world. Because the belief system that you have is what you manifest. And then you inspire that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, back in the day, um, Doug Stanhope was kind of the first guy to go through this, like... In, he kind of what, what was considered alternative alternative comedy was when people played alternative venues 
outside of uh, comedy clubs. And then it was hijacked by bad comedians, and that's what became alternative comedy. But Doug was one of the first ones to do that on a regular basis. And I remember one of my friends went up to him, and he goes, you know, I just want to applaud you for kind of choosing the path you went, you know, and just doing your own thing. And Doug goes, it's not that hard. You could do it, too. And that really is the truth. Yeah. You know, uh, me at my age in this profession I've chosen, yeah. I've watched a lot of people my age hold on to the old way of the old model of of entertainment, which mm-hmm. is like go through auditions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, write, try to sell a TV show, get on TV. And it's just like you're really controlling, you're really putting in the hands of people uh, your future, mm-hmm. your dreams, mm-hmm. everything else. When, you know, the Internet allows you really just to be your own man. And it's like there's something about freedom. And it, and there's it's like when you walk a dog, a dog on a leash gets mad when it sees a dog off a leash. <laughs> it really get that's when you're at a dog park and a dog on a leash sees dogs running free yeah they get pissed because they can't run free yeah and that's who pushes back but once you take off the leash and you're like this nothing happened i yeah. I, I didn't fall flat on my face right i didn't you know yeah, there's always going to be turbulence in mm-hmm. life it's just the way it is it's like when you fly there's always turbulence for the most part the plane always lands mm-hmm I mean, planes land more than cars don't get in crashes. It's just the truth, man. You're safer in a plane than you are in a car. Mm-hmm. But the, oh, we got turbulence, blah, blah. But the plane always lands where it's supposed to get to. Yeah. You know, it's if you put out the energy, you put out positivity, and you believe in yourself. I always tell people, man, write down your goals. Just write them down. Every day. And I'm telling you, by the end of the year, you'd be like, holy shit, I yeah. knocked out a lot of them. Yeah. Here's one technique that I learned uh, from Jordan Peterson, wrote 12 Rules for Life, which I would recommend as a book, anybody who reads, or they have the audio book, and they also have the lectures on YouTube, so whatever your flavor is. Um, He said one technique is this, take one single thing that you don't want to do every day. It could be that email that you've been putting off for a week, or the phone call, or the task to clean your room. And he says, when you, because it's a task that you can do and you know that you can do it, but you just won't do it yeah. for whatever reason, the emotional connection, it's the negativity of it. But what he said, this is the fundamental thing. He says, do one thing every day for an entire year. And when you finish each one of them, you reward yourself. Yeah. You pat yourself on the back. You yeah. give yourself that ice cream or that drug or, you know, I mean. <laughs> but but whatever it is but but whatever it is that that is your motivating point if it's if it's alcohol or smoking a joint or but you're delaying the gratification in order to change the reality and it's just that slight little delay in gratification that opens up all sorts of possibilities and then your mind becomes freer from the negativity of all the things that you have to do that are that are around you that are keep accumulating in little corners of the house and you know on your 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 endless inbox and all that and it's not like you sit down and you go okay I'm going to knock out 50 of these things today it's just one just that one and it and it and you just focus on it don't don't like you know toil through it and just go god I'm just going to do this half assed but if that's what it takes to get you to do it do it right and then you do it the next day and then the next day and the next day and then it becomes habit you got to earn it. You got to earn it. Yeah. 
But then what happens is when you're doing that one thing that you don't want to do, you don't even think about it anymore a week, yep. week to two weeks later. Yep. And then new ideas come in and you get more work done. And then you start looking back a week or two later and you go, man, I got a hell of a lot more done. Yep. That's a fundamental thing. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So he's saying that, do you reward yourself every day? Yes. If you didn't do it, you're like, hell yeah. Well, think about it this way. Think about like, <laughs> no, because you got to negotiate it, right? Because right. let's say let's say you have... Um, Let's say your thing is alcohol, right? You love a drink at the end of the night. I like scotch whiskey, right? So yeah. do a little bit of that. Yeah. But but then once you get your life more improved, then you start seeking out other things that are more pleasurable, that give you even more pleasure. I got you. So the alcohol was the relief to the anxiety yeah. because you had to stress in order to get it done. Yeah. Now you're starting like two, three weeks later, you're going, I want to work out a little bit more. I want yeah. to go for that walk. I love that. Or I want to be around people. Start doing little parts. Or you can start off with, I can't get a drink unless I go on the walk. Exactly. You got to earn it. Yeah. You just got to yeah. wait a little bit. You'll have it. But you yeah. got to wait on it. Yeah, delayed yeah. gratification. There yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. not yeah. punishing yourself. Yeah, you can, you're having yeah. it. You just got to. Yeah, do yeah, it. yeah. The other thing is, um, I took a look at uh, Joe Dispenza, which Doctor Joe Dispenza, and he wrote a book called Becoming Supernatural. Now that's kind of like, you know, far out there. What do you mean by that? He's the only man that I know in the world who is taking these principles that are talking about mind control and not mind control like MK Ultra stuff, but like your mind control Mon and your, your manifestation oh, of your, but the manifestation of your reality yes. and how you create it and yes. how you shift with it. It actually shifts with you. He is the only one that's doing the scientific research. So I would say that uh, anybody who wants to seek him out, look at it for his podcast. You can go on YouTube. There's tons of videos. He's got his own channel. Just start there. Start looking at some of the testimonials of these people because we're talking about alcoholics cured manic depressive people of 20 years were cured in 60 seconds and this isn't like bogus or bunk science stuff they're going deep into the mind and they're using doctors and science to be able to measure chemical processes neuro processes across a broad spectrum of of, uh, dimensions and what they're doing what they're seeing is that the cognitive activity as you begin to increase the pleasure of of present moment, yeah, it it goes off the charts for sure, yeah. man. And and we 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 talk about well living in the present. I I do want to share this because I think it ties into it because you were you were saying you know you got all these new ideas and stuff. So my childhood, as many childhoods, uh, was not the best, and obviously I didn't I didn't really understand the depth of that until I confronted it. And I confronted it in my work with the child's voice. Now, I wasn't trafficked as a kid, but I was abused. And I was abused in the home, and I was abused by my parents. And I'm I've, sorry, man. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I feel sorry for all, all children who have ever had this to go through. Because it is a terrible, not only a terrible burden that you have to carry deep inside of you, quiet as a secret, but most importantly, it is a fear-based world. So imagine growing up in a home where you've been sexually abused or physically abused or emotionally, mentally abused. And you know, there's all sorts of examples about that. Those aren't one or two times. And if I'm to listen to Dispenza, 95% of all your thoughts going on are 
unconscious, the subconscious. So the ones that come out, if it's negative, if it's hateful, it's it's manifested itself into a connection in your conscious brain. It becomes an attitude. It becomes a mood. Then it becomes a, a, a character, a personality trait. And then you start seeing everything this way. Right. And so what I realized in the, not just in these seven weeks since quitting that job and leaving it, but in, in the last several years and, and maybe because of Trump and the disruption and all of the emotions tied to that and, and having to go on this learning spree. Right, right. Right? You get back to yourself because the external world you can't control, really. You can control a little bit what's around you. You really can't control people at all. They're going to think and do whatever the hell they want until a force greater than them impacts it. So it came back to the meaning inside, the meaning of life for me. And what I realized is that all of these children who are, have been abused don't live in the present. And what they've, they've basically been through is a fear factory. Yeah. of their childhood in those yeah. first seven years. So when they come into adulthood, all of it has become more sophisticated. It's manifested into relationships yeah. and, and, and attitudes and idealism or not, whatever it is. But what's happened is, is that chemically the brain has conditioned itself to stay in that place because it's familiar. And I also looked at criminal behavior, you know, people who, are, who commit crimes. Turns out that they, in fact aren't making choices that are bad versus good. They're making choices in their behavior that was a survival mechanism for when they were young. So the trauma that they were, that was laid upon them, their choices after that were a reaction and a response. And it's, oh, it's yeah. only continued and manifest. And I'd give a perfect example. Car chases, famous in LA, right? Helicopter. How do they all end? Guy gets caught. Gets caught. I, I, I got away, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I valet parked my car. That's a true story. Go on. That's awesome. <laughs> Outside of me. But, but, but that morning, did that guy or that girl who got in the car think that that was going to be their day? No. And that they would somehow, you know, like, like if, if you're a smart person, you're sort of aware, you're going, well, but they think that they can get away because they always have, because they were able to escape danger. So... When I looked at different sides of this issue, both in the, the world and myself, I said, you know what, um, I got to confront these things. Because in spite of myself, I've produced six films in 10 years. Some have been more successful than others. I feel very good about what I've done. But there's a deeper part of me that has to be answered. And um, I just went on little bits and pieces of things here and there and some of the things I shared with you are more recent but it was about cutting out the negativity cutting out the 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 synapse before it hits to stop it address it and say no and then what happens this is a really powerful thing you start doing affirmations at night before you go to bed about what you want to do the next day I love that okay so one of the ones that I did most recently was I'm looking forward to tomorrow I'm, I'm going to use my talents to build my future. Now, that was just something I came up with, and I think it should be your own thing. But what, but what I watched happen, it was re- quite remarkable. While I was saying that over and over to myself, not just repeating it, droning on, getting deeper into the emotion, 
imagining what it looked like, imagining what it would feel like to wake up, six negative thoughts just floated in there. Do you want to hear something crazy, dude? Yeah. Is talk to somebody, go, hey, dude, uh, do you want to go get some pizza? You'll be amazed at how many first reaction is no. They'll say no. Yeah. And then instantly they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go get pizza. Yeah. And it happens so much. I, I, I well, Just watch for it. How many people go, just blurt out, no. Dude, they don't got to, dude, they text me and I still be like, do I want to? No, I'm not even talking about that, about thinking about it. I'm saying the re- initial reaction mm-hmm. out of their mouth, not thinking, meaning just a knee jerk boom is no. Mm-hmm. And then they catch themselves and say, oh, yeah, 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 totally, totally. It happens so much more than you think. Yeah. And what you were talking about earlier about uh, your childhood comes, you know, becomes a part of who you are. I've always said high school is a minefield. And when you step on a mine in high school, that stays with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like me, <laughs> I hate reading out loud. I hate it because in like fourth grade, I said devil, not devil to this day. <laughs> And the whole class left, and I just kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm okay. You know what? Actually, I had to learn to be a better reader because I would go to I would go to twelve step programs. We always had to read from a book, so mm-hmm. twelve steps helped me in that one. But I also look at some of the comedians I know, and when you talk to them about their childhood, mm-hmm. so much of what they're great at right now is what was traumatizing to them mm-hmm. as children. Theo Vaughn's a great example. Mm-hmm. He would talk about how he didn't like it he was he didn't like his life so when he would meet people he'd tell tall tales of what and now he's this amazing storyteller <laughs> yeah right for me i my friends and i at some point we decided to stop swinging on each other and we just became verbal assassins we were just annihilate each <laughs> other to the point that now i'm like this amazing heckle killer you know like and it was like i remember the first time i I killed a heckler. It was what I've been doing with my friends mm-hmm. for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And everyone went nuts. And I'm like, oh, wow. This negative has now become the super positive. Yeah. And, you know, when you're a kid, there's things that are out of your control and you can't control it. But sometimes you got to see if it might not be a curse. It might be actually a gift. And it is teaching you how to deal with something much farther down the line. Yeah, there's a, there's a quote from Peterson. And I, I'll reference him a couple of times, but it's not about him really. He said there's a passage, uh, what was it, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount about the meek shall inherit the earth. And I used to think meek meant weak, meant, you know, when you hear the word meek, you're just kind of like, ooh, it's, it's a lowly person. No, it's not. He said, actually, what that is is you hold the sword, but you withhold it from using it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And those are the people that who have walked into the darkness and have come out into the light and they 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 are able to traverse both understanding the experience that they've had over here that came from a very painful place and being able to transcend that into their work and being able to to uh in fact be able to not be fooled and they're able to rule because they have the understanding of of themselves which gives them a grounding to the world around them and the problems that they're, that their people are really facing inside, not from the outside, but inside, and how those answers have to come from within you. And this happened, I mean, what I say is, like, I, I would 
So I mean, you're saying it's good they don't use a sword? No, it's good that they don't. They only use it when they absolutely have to. Okay, yeah. So it's not, it's not it like, right. you know, like a sociopath is an extreme example of somebody who uses a sword all the time. Always just. Uh, and for power, right? But that's not what the meek is. The meek is, is in fact, uh, withholding because it so knows the danger. So good? Know, no, yes, because it knows the danger. What is up is down it, now. It's it knows the thing. danger. Yeah, it <laughs> knows the danger. So we've been all, always taught about that, but it's not true. So so when I when I got into this, I started looking back on my life and all the moment, the different moments as they came emotionally and remembering all the good things that I had done and realized that sometimes I, I have a burst of fit or anger or feeling absolutely worthless over a nothing issue and yet I've done all this great work. Why do I feel that way? It came back to this. You have to talk to yourself and you have to give yourself space to think alone, away from the phone, away from the TV, away from everything, and just think. And this guy, he there's a, there's a guy on a on a he's a he's an in, in the world of everything, he's an amazing human being, but he's a nobody in the, in the world of this world, the material world. And he said three things. He says, education is fundamental. Educate yourself on something you don't know. Anything. Sacred knowledge, man. Yeah. Knowledge versus power. Second one, and, and, and this is not school. This is not school. This is your technique to adapt and live and create the world you want. He said the second one is health. And he said that's eat, sleep, and exercise. Minimum. You know, to keep your keep your mind and your body in okay. line with that. And he said the third one, though, and I know this is not a spiritual one, but it's faith. And what I interpret that to be, and he said, you know, for him, he's a Christian. And he believes in God and Christ. But that's not the point. He said, but I want to take a step back. I want to tell people, no, it's about go out in nature. Look out in the mountains. Yeah. Look out over the ocean and look at the beauty that is before you and and the complexity yeah. of what is in front of you. All those molecules, all that life in the ocean, all the things in the sky, the sun, the earth, the moon, the stars, the universe, the gas. You know, you start, you just let your mind drift into that. And if you have negative thoughts that come up or distractions, stop it. Because what you're doing now is you're basically giving in to a system that has been created for you and wants you to be plugged into it so that you don't have creativity, you don't have imagination. Motherfucking lizard people. That's what they do. They feed off of our bad energy. I'm telling yes. you, whether they're real, I, I think there's something with that. But I'm, for lack of a better term... Whoever the controllers are, they feed off our bad energy. Well, That's all entertainment is right now. You know, this giant feud that kind of uh, got thrown on to me. I'm not going to get into it because we're all trying to move on. But everybody's fighting with each other. And there's these agents of chaos. And they, they have all the money, all the power, all the opportunity. And they just love to watch us fight with each mm-hmm. other. And yeah. I, I'm just kind of over it, man. I, I see that art now has been hijacked. Mm-hmm by the uh, powerful and the elite. And we, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I see people selling out their brothers and sisters for a fucking paycheck. I watch these cops 
like, you know, cracking skulls on other people. And my grandpa was a cop, so it's very personal to me. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to get to this place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, like, we're looking at modern-day brown shirts who, like, think that they're for a paycheck. They got to do this. And when all the shit's the fan, they'll be taken care of. No. The, the brown shirts rounded up, killed everybody, and then they were killed off. Mm-hmm. That's just how it went. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm watching this happen right now, and it, it makes me disgusted. And, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of in a place now where I just think I really want to just unplug from all of it. Yeah, a lot of people are. I mean, look at how many, look at Facebook, look at Twitter, the activities. I'm just going to pay the, someone to promote and put up my stuff on yeah. everything. Well, I, I will think, miss Instagram models. But, I, but I will say this. I don't think this is forever. Because if you're already feeling it and you're tired of it, and you're a guy that, like, you know, you have a lot of opinions and you've got a lot of good... Oh, yeah. And you've got a lot of good things to I'll say. I'll burn everything down. No, but you got a, but you got a lot of good things to say. And so the difference is is that, and, and I say this across all boards, you know, politically and whatnot, do you want to be a destructive force or do you want to be a builder? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because if you're destructive... I mean, think about, think about it like... like I mean, this is this is not what I believe, but you know, let's say go to femini- femin- uh, feminist intersectionalism or the patriarchy, the male patriarchy that has to be dismantled and destroyed. Okay, so let's just take it that is true. Let's let's accept all of that is true. So you're telling me that all of your energy and effort that's being spent is going to be to destroy it versus building something else in its place. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with this. It's like when you see those people are like, for the acceptance of fat people in the world, it's like, why don't you spend that on working out, on doing your own thing? Yeah. Why are you putting all this trying to change everybody's minds all the time? Why don't you? It's like when everybody got mad at Victoria's Secret because they're like, we don't want trans or uh, super thick women Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people get mad. Welcome to like, dude, I'm not, I, I wanted to play in the NBA. Right. At some point I realized that is not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. And it's just like, did I make it so the NBA had to put me in it? So it, it would, right. would ruin everything. Yeah. I hate to tell everybody, but Victoria's Secret is the all-stars of hotties, man. I mean, they just are. And it's just like, why are you making it so they have to let you in? Why not start your own thing? That's why I love burlesque. Because it's thick-ass chicks doing their own thing. And people love to watch it. Yeah. You and they gotta, pay money. And they pay money. And these girls make a living and they're great. I love it, man. It's like, do your own thing. Stop trying to make the world conform to you. I always have a problem. Like, dude, I'm going to say something, man. You want to be a racist? Go be a racist. Yeah. It, it's a shitty way to live through life. Yeah, but who gets hurt? You do. You do. Because all you can listen to is Fox News and, and watch NASCAR and listen to country music. What a no. limited life. Well, even that. But, but now that you're a racist, if you're, if you're known as a racist, what opportunities are there for you? Yeah, but now we're making it so people can't even be honest about who they are. And now all we're doing is creating a system that promotes liars. Yeah. I want to know who you are. I don't care. Dude, listen, man. You don't want to like, you don't want to like guys. You don't want to like women. You don't want to like ethics. You don't want to like gay people. That's your fucking choice. It's a really limited thing. I live in LA and as crazy as LA is, what I love about it is like, 
I can jump in a car driven by a, a, a taxi driven by an Armenian to go to a nightclub where I hear hip hop, meet up with an Asian chick, jump in a car, go to a Mexican restaurant, get some Mexican food, and enjoy the diversity, man. Yep. I just, I love it. I love yep. it. Yep. I love it. And every one of those people that did that is creating something in their own right? life. Right? Great. Food truck that shit. So I welcome, I, I wish those people well. Well, it's who just, think that they're going to destroy all of that? But I get back own, to the point where it's like yeah. whether you're uh, you're uh, you're homophobic or you're a, a trans trying to. And I'm going to say something about trans agenda. I see a trans agenda no different than I see the uh, move to uh, demonize white men as yep. like racist, yes. Yes. bigots. It's the same Absolutely. people doing it. So when yes, I hear people are. yell trans agenda, I go, dude, I know a lot of trans. I just like, you live in LA, you meet trans. They're not talking about corrupting the youth. They literally are just living with the trauma of growing up who they are yeah. and they want their own lifestyle. You want to wear a fucking Confederate flag and have a mullet, hold your guns, hold your Bible. Uh, you know, that sounds like a lifestyle to me. Right. I, I don't get mad at the puppets. I get mad at the puppet master. Who has the power? And they want to be That's like it, Jews right. or bankers. Muslims hate your freedom. Gays want to do this. It's all the same people. Lizards in fucking suits in boardrooms. Get, Mexicans are taking your job. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the trap of identity politics, which you've been talking about for so long. But I want to I illustrate this as a... So, so let's say trans people. And I'm not picking on trans people. We're I'm just, just saying we're just using it as an example. They make up, what, 1% of the population? Less. Less than 1%. Less. Okay. So do they get discriminated against? Absolutely they there's do. A, dude, there's not a lot. Listen, when we talk trans, what are we really talking about? We're talking about men who want to live their life as women. Yes. For some reason, that freaks the fuck everybody out. Yeah. I think it's because guys are starting to get boners, and they're like, why am I getting hard right now? And it freaks them the fuck out. And it's just, you know, I mean, and it's shocking. It yeah. shocks people yeah. if you don't see it all the day. So they don't have a lot of opportunities for jobs. It's just the truth. Yeah, man. yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's not culturally accepted. Accepted by a large majority of people. Okay, fine. But what do they do? They say, protect their victims. And so we attach ourselves emotionally to that idea. And then, but here's the real, this is the real asshole, right? What do they do? This other group, everybody else who doesn't conform to yeah. that yeah. is the enemy. Yeah. Not, that's it, what, that the lizard people yeah. and all the people millions and millions and millions what 63 million trump supporters yeah against less than one percent of the population yeah and then what about race we could go on with that forever but it's the same thing is or guns i mean we can talk this is the thing where we have to what you want to do i think is you want the answers but the problem is is that the people that created the problem are offering you the answers, and they can never mend that issue uh, yes. ever because it's all kept within these frames, and you have to break out of that. And that's part of what I was talking about earlier is you have to, you have to liberate yourself. You have to unplug from this machine because it will suck you in, and it will put you against people that you don't even know. You don't even know them. I know. It's one. It's and look crazy, at what they dude. do. What do they do? They tell you these are your enemies and you're terrible. You know, yep. these are the people that you should be against and yep. hate. Yeah. Because they think this way. They talk this way. They live this way. They believe this way. What do they put in front of you on TV? 
False idols like Obama yep. and Hillary Clinton. Yep. Sociopaths. Yep. <laughs> and they tell you that you're wrong if you don't think the way they do. Yep. So you're either with us or against yeah, us. Like so, and that was George Bush and it's just like it's just really crazy, dude. It's and it's all done dude. so we can't focus. And what we have are a bunch of people who are doing anything they can for a buck. Mm-hmm. And there's this game that gets played in Hollywood, and people see very quickly that if they say stuff that is like, I don't know, social justice warrior-ish, mm-hmm. the AIs on Twitter mm-hmm. know what they're saying, and they get more retweets, and they start getting addicted to this shit. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is you become disposable. And you be, li- listen, they, they're going to prop you up, and the minute you fall, they're going to let you die on the vine. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Or eventually they're going to make you jump. Either they're going to sacrifice you or make you jump on the sword. And that's just the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. What the happened to Jesse Smollett? Ca- they, they totally pumped up that story for weeks. And then once it was found out what was going on, they cut him loose. They said, ah, he exaggerated. Well, even- ah, he lied. It was all on him. And but that, then you have Michelle Obama going in and getting him out to change the narrative from the Mueller report, mm-hmm. and that was done purposeful. Yes, and people don't want to talk about that. Well, people don't want to talk about it because it doesn't comport with their view right. of the side that they've been conditioned to like. Yes, I mean, do you know Michelle Obama? Do you know Michelle Obama? Nope. I've never met her. I don't know what kind of person you she know, is. You know, that's a great point, man. When I was, I, I, you know. I, for some reason, Joe Rogan has become, for some people in the in the conspiracy community, this like this giant like boogeyman, right? And Joe Rogan, yeah, who is like a good friend of mine, and yeah. is like has helped me more than anyone will ever understand. So, short of murder, molestation, rape, and stealing, I'm gonna go. I'll run into a fucking house for. The, uh, I'm fired for that guy, you know, yeah. because he's done so much for me. And I just watch how people talk about him. And I, I go, wow, man, they're really like demonizing a guy I know that isn't like that. And I go, have I done He's that with other thinker. people? I've done that with other people. I've assumed what they like based on this narrative that's out. Mm-hmm. And that's a big reason why I want to get off of Twitter. I just, I, I want to be, I, I'm caught between this, you know, the old saying is uh, tyranny is allowed to happen when great men do nothing mm-hmm. and I, that that resonates with me really hard mm-hmm. so i i have this this need to right right the wrongs when nobody else will be this co-signing of bullshit mm-hmm. in my art right now yep. and the allowing of bullshit statements because you don't want to get affected by that because you might not get an audition or get a job and we just allow dumb shit to be said in the name of stand-up comedy, and we allow these people who don't even do stand-up to to, narr- to, to control our narrative, mm-hmm. and it upsets me. Yeah, but then I also that means it's it's taking time in my head, it's owning right. space in my right. head. Right. Yeah. Adversity is the mother of all invention. So right? I'm caught between that. Yeah. You know, allowing tyranny to happen, yeah. and just being like. I, I I can't fight all the battles. I can't save everybody. No. Like when they say the air, the the fuck when you're on a plane, when the oxymask comes out, put it on yourself first, save yourself, then save the other person. Yep. So Sam I'm goes caught. And do that. Sam goes and puts it on someone else. Yeah, and then I just and, and then drowns. I just die. Yeah. But 
Well, I'm always <laughs> helping. I'm the land yeah. of misfit toys. Dude. Yeah, no, and, and to your point, it's the same thing, but women, a mother must first feed and nourish herself before she can breastfeed her child. Yeah, for Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, the yeah. child will die. Yeah, for sure. So that's what we're at. That's where we're at. And I, I think that if we can decide that at least that's the point where we say no more, it's not going to be won by violence. That's anybody who thinks that they're going to, you know, storm the gates or the Bastille or whatever, and that it's all going to turn out well. No, it won't. Because in a vacuum like that, when you have a, a, a people's revolution, if you look back upon history, going back to Lenin, Mao, Stalin, and onward, um, what happens is that sociopaths are the ones who want to grab the reins of power. And the most decent— The devil you know. And the, yeah. And the de- well, here's the thing. Even if it's with the best intentions of the goodness of people, what happens is, is that in that power vacuum, when you ascend to the higher levels and you're having to fight off all your political enemies— Paranoia can set in. Oh, yeah. And then you have to kill people. Yep. And you start killing people by the millions because, well, there's nobody to trust. And if you're a decent person, you can be taken over by these really corrupt a-holes. Yeah. So what we, what we need to do is build, build to another future. And we have the ability, what we're doing right here in this space 20 years ago, did it have that kind of audience? No. Not even and 10 years ago. Not even 10 years ago. And that's with big tech, you know, doing its censorship and suppression and trying to keep things from people. It doesn't matter. This is what Jay Parker said. Jay Parker is an SRA survivor. He watched his mother and father murder his friends and cut them open in front of him and robbed him of his childhood. Oh, my God. This guy is like... If there is a holy man out there, this is it. Because this man should have become a sociopath. And he devoted his life into learning as much as he can. He works. He has a very small apartment. He lives like a monk. He makes money making things like this, the organite, which block EMF. What is that? It's organite. EMF? That like a... Yeah, the electromagnetic frequencies. From the 5G? Yeah. That blocks that? Yeah, it blocks part of Where it. Where do I you get that? Play, well, he's got a website, but there's there's places online. He makes this. This is about $50, $60. What is it called? Organite. You can look it up on, on Google. But he he makes his living doing that, and he has uh, a couple of people that help him out. Now, the thing about Jay is he said the most telling thing of the whole time that we're living in, and I think this will sum it up. He said, the toothpaste is out of the tube and it ain't going back in. So everything that you and I know today and that we're talking about and all the crap that we've been discussing over these last years, more and more people are going to begin to learn. And there's going to be, when I say disclosure, I'm not talking about UFO, alien, because that's exciting and sexy. I'm talking about the realization of the power of the individual and the machinery inside the brain that manifests reality. And what happened to us, essentially, over these last hundred years in the United States, it's happened in other parts of the world, is when the central banks came in and they created that cartel, right? We basically diverged from reality. We, we got more detached because basically all of the levers of our democratic institutions in this country, we yeah. are a republic, but yeah. the democratic institutions, yeah. they were corrupted, destroyed, 
or co-opted. And the thing is, is that sociopaths can't create anything. They only, they only thrive on pain and power. That is to destroy you because you're not smart enough to them. They can't create anything. So they took over all the structures. That's what you're seeing right now. And those structures will collapse if there is not a equilibrium. So you have people like Robert Barnes, and, and we can talk about this, but Robert Barnes is representing the Covington kids, yes. right? And he, if you, if you go on Dave Rubin, I, I would encourage your audience to, to watch that interview with Dave Rubin about all the things that he discusses. This is the kind of lawyer we need in this country because what he's talking about is he's talking about, you know what big tech did years ago? Well, you know, you talked about publisher and platform, right? And the laws between the two of them. What are they responsible for? What are they liable for? These a-holes went to Congress and carved out their own special rules so that they could be immune from litigation on either. Oh, yeah. That's pharmaceuticals did that as well. Right. But what he's talking about is he takes on cases not for the prestige and the money, but because of the ethics of what he's fighting against. So there's a lawyer out there who's a big, high-profile lawyer who took on the Covington case for the kids, not because it was the side of whether the media... The media narrative is not the issue. What he's saying is that, no, these kids all got on a bus and went home and, and woke up the next day, and they're getting death threats and they're getting and they're getting doxxed and there's people showing up at their homes and their schools and they're ruining their lives because of the media. And he says if we don't take that on and sue them, they will never stop. So he's going in there to teach them a lesson. And the lesson is there's a line. There there's needs a line, to be a line. That, that can't be crossed. We've allowed sellouts to just okay, go on. You sell. know what we've allowed? This is the fundamental issue. There are dysfunctional people out there who pursue power, true. But the ones that take pleasure in hurting people is no different than a parent who takes pleasure in hurting a child. And those individuals and those individuals have no place in our society at all. Number one, they never change. Number two, They'll never accept blame for anything. Oh, yeah. And all you need to know is what a narcissist is. In your most vulnerable moment, a narcissist has no empathy for you. And the narcissist, this is the truth about a narcissist, carries the most shame of any person. But they will never acknowledge it. Yeah. And they will kill if they have to in order to protect that. So once we know those lessons... And we understand what the rules are. We just move away from them. And then they have no power. We're giving them power because we're arguing against each other and fighting against each other while they make off with trillions of dollars. Listen, dude, people have no clue. All I hear, all I hear is that there's no hope. It's all over. There's no hope. Yeah. Listen, man, if they could just go in. And just lock everything down and turn this completely into, in the open, 1984, mm-hmm. they would do that. Yes. But it would ruin the entire thing. It won't work, man. Yeah. It won't work. And what's happening right now is their greed has gotten to them. Mm-hmm. And we're now seeing 
the collapse of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find it very interesting when people talk about Venezuela and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they talk about Greece, you know, and how, how they need all this money from all these people to prop up. Uh, what, what, what do you think China's doing with us? Mm-hmm. And that scares me. Because we see Israel and China budding up at some point, mm-hmm. and we know Israel's got our claws into our, our political system, mm-hmm. and now they're budding up with uh, China. What happens when that when the, when China's big? What do they do with us? Do they pull their money? Do they get China to pull their money out, and then we collapse? Everything. I mean, dude, China. If they if those billion people said enough of this, that government would pull back. They are only as powerful as we allow them to be mm-hmm. this fighting it's why i got so nuts at this one guy on the internet it's just like dude you are adding to everybody fighting with each other yeah Did yeah you see that what 120 troops chinese troops just landed to venezuela yeah i'm telling you dude no, we are doing it we are allowing china and russia to look like the good guys right now and they are yeah well they're there's- not china i, I dude I, I, I think the Russians and the Kazarians have an old fight oh, yeah. from thousands oh, of yes. years ago. Yeah. And this is playing out yeah. with different titles. Yeah. We're basically going from a post-World War II world to a new configuration. Yeah. That's and what it is. And, and it's a transition period. I, I mean that in the most sincere way. Because we have a figure like Trump, which, which immediately you know, has a reaction, right? You have a reaction... Based on an issue, something he says, his personality, his policy, whatever, right? He's the distraction. He's the reality TV show host who is going to be bringing down the series. The the reality TV show is coming to an end. Is that by his choice? Uh, No, that's his job. And what I mean by that is a China in a bull shop. I want to I want to step back for a second because I I am not I'm not pro or anti anything. I'm looking objectively at the the field of of what's going on and it's not so much about conspiracy and this that and the other. It's like when you look at things and you say, "Okay, 2 years have gone by. Has has the country fallen apart?" I mean, really, like like, for as many guns as there is in this country, there's what, how many gun owners? 100 million, 150 million, and there's three guns to every gun owner? Well, shit. There, there should be mass killings every day. Of course. There should be race riots every day. Right. There should be, you know, what I'm saying is, think about it. The <laughs> a million news cycles ago, there was the Starbucks issue, right? Where the guy kicked him out. Okay. That happened there in that moment. Yeah. Where did it happen everywhere else? On the media, on the news. Suddenly millions of people know about this one incident. Yeah. The anger and and hatred rises. And what happens? What's the net? What's the net result of that? And I mean it in in a really like objective way. What's the net result of that being promoted and talked about and debated on the news and talked, you know, in blue checkmark verified Twitter people just spouting off their, yeah. what's the net result? What's, what's, the, what's the net result in each of you and, and everybody else? Anger. Right. Di- so, so you trust division. the so, so So now let's say I'm an African-American, right? 
I trust you a little bit less. I pull back a little bit more. I don't know who you are, but there's that hesitation there, right? And then it, it increases. And if you have somebody on the other end who's more prone to violence, you're going to get violence as a result. You're not going to get people coming together. And that's what we have to do. We have to look and start talking to each other and expressing how we really feel and what our ideas are. Not what we think about what they said, but Sam, what are your ideas? What are the things that, like, that you really think and feel, not because of all the things that you've been told before? You know, but what are your original ideas and opinions? Because you know what? You're not a sociopath. So guess what? Anything that you can come up with is better than what's being offered. For sure. And if you multiply that as a force in an army of millions of people who realize their own potential and start taking control of their own lives, these few people over here are not going to have any power. They're going to have to adjust to the paradigm that you and others have created. I couldn't and agree more. And the only way that they could take it out is by total force. That's the only way. They'd have to come and get all 330 million of us. And that would ruin their whole their whole system. Their whole system would crash and burn. But, but their system would, but ours wouldn't. No, right, for sure. But like, if they went here and started cracking everybody's skulls, the, the world economy would crash and burn. Yeah, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants nobody that. Nobody wants that except a couple of people. Yeah, a couple, a couple lizards out there. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, man. I think when... You know, you hear this a lot in 12-step program, but when you lose hope, yeah. that's when you get set. I encourage everybody to get watch as little news as possible. Yes. go. I have to be on Twitter and, and Instagram, mostly because yeah. I like black strippers. But after that, <laughs> it's I, I have to promote my shows. Yeah. I really don't want to do TV. I mean, if, if people offer me some... I'll do it. I, I really don't. I really want to get this show to yeah. a place where this is what I'm doing and I could just do this because this, I, I feel like if I, it fits, it fixes my, my urge for artistic output yeah. and I feel like I'm doing some good in the world. So, it, I, you know, it, it scratches those itches. So I would like to do that. But mm-hmm. everything else, I just want to, I really want to just detach from it because it's it's mental warfare right now mm-hmm. on all of us. Why yes. are people, there's more great things out there than ever. Yes. Than ever. Yes. Why is everybody so depressed? Why is there, Why am I losing friends all the time? Mm-hmm. Because these moments get to them. Yes. And you realize there's these long games done by these con artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, if we actually took a moment and looked at the pharmaceutical company, oh, yeah. the big farm, we'd realize that they are the real gangbangers. Yeah. If, uh, if anybody wants to know about the history of the pharmaceutical industry, Adam Riva of Dauntless Dialogue did an incredible assessment from the very genesis of it over a hundred and some odd years ago with Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan, who believed in holistics and created an entire industry to treat symptoms, not the cause of the problem. And that actually is a point of a political position, which is to treat the symptom, not the root cause, because the problem will never go away. We'll always have more money to spend. We'll always have more problems to, quote, treat, but never solve. It's like, let me, let me put it in more greater perspective, poverty. What is poverty? Poverty is, is, is no social mobility upward, right? 
So you're so you're basically eating bad food. You're dumbed down, right? Because you because that's what they do. They they try to make you stupid and poor. That's what the whole system is. Doesn't teach you how to think. Doesn't teach you. Why aren't you taught in school about money, where it comes from, and how to manage it? Why aren't you taught about how to be a free thinker? And instead, you got to know how to memorize the test scores. You know the test, the question. So sure. Right. So so when we look at this whole thing, all we're saying is here is the problem. What and that's the diagnosis. What's the prescription? The prescription is your idea. What you can come up with, not what was done before, not what was needed before. We have an internet, which is a collection of consciousness yes. of billions of people all around the world. Never before happened at any point in the history of our time. And it's there for you. It's there for you to learn. You don't have to go to school if you want to. I mean, hell. Go on there and look up how to caulk a bathtub. You've got dozens, if not hundreds of videos and millions of views on each one of these. And these are like home videos. They're not even professionally done. That's just just a little tiny thing. But, But that's the thing is our imaginations, our creativity sucked from us. And if you promote it within yourself... All of those people that are getting angry and mad and everything, what they're doing is they're feeding their trauma. They're feeding their negativity. They're, they're feeding their anger. It. And they're addicted to it, and they don't even know that they are because they're right. They're right in the sense that there's a right to be angry. There's a right to be upset. But what does that solve? Where does that go? And who are they? Are they right? Are they right about the right people or they're accusing the wrong people. I, I think that's a real big problem yeah. right now. How the, the same people have caused all the chaos, whether well, they're lizard people, Anunnaki's made them to control us and all this stuff. And they're really working on getting us all to fight with each other. I mean, just our, our military is used as stormtroopers around the world, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to focus on that because they're too busy worrying about whether a gay guy really lynched himself or not. <laughs> What a privileged position he lives in, that you can live in a country in 2019 as a black gay man, and you have the privilege of staging a hoax. Yeah. As opposed to the real thing actually happening. Yeah, to the real, to the people that actually happened to. Like, how disgusting is that? I actually find that there's uh, gay people that were happy he got off, and I go, man, he just made... I mean, imagine all the people over all the years, all the gay people mm-hmm. who got terrorized and lynched forever. Legitimately. You know? And this guy does it for attention? And you think it's good he got off? No. And you know why? I'm glad he got caught. For the main, not because it's just a lie. What would have happened? He would have been on a talk show circuit. But that's he, why he wanted to be Oprah. He wanted to be, and he would have written a book, and he would have sold... His album, because he's a singer. So this a-hole would have totally bamboozled, if you will, the system, but he would have used it for himself. And that's the culture at the very top. That's the one that's being promoted. And if you plug into that, you're going to be screwed. And I I would tell as an exercise, because I deleted my apps. I mean, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about what I went through on Saturday, but I haven't smoked any weed. I haven't (laughs) 
had any drink. I've had a few drinks. That's it, but no cravings of alcohol since and, Saturday, and no coffee since Saturday. Oh my God! Then none. I got nothing if I cut off coffee and porn. <laughs> I'm down to nothing. And I've, and I, I don't. I'm not trying to, but I also cut out porn too. Yeah. Well, I, and not. I know not. And this is not coming down on you. Because what I'm, what I'm, what am I? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no! I'm telling you, what I, I'm telling you. I, I'm a guy who went to strip clubs and wasted shit tons of money and tried also, to date a stripper. I mean, I, I was just like, this oh, is not God. like I'm all holier than now. There's nothing wrong with any of that. And no, listen, it's not. It's actually my, not. Porn. I have the same feeling I have as drugs. Listen, if you're doing drugs and it's ruining your life, stop it. If you're watching a lot of porn and it's ruining your life, stop it. But I don't think people. And should be going to jail for doing drugs. No, it's just, no, it, no, no, no. The actual- they're suffering. Whatever they're coping with. I mean, an addict, I'm talking about like a hard drug addict who has lost their job and, and has horrible outcomes across all dimensions of their life is a victim of their trauma. Now, we look at it in the law at 18 but we don't look backwards. And that's another thing. We need to start looking at the investment in children the first 18 years of their life because we don't have a system that promotes the well-being of children. The only way we're going to get there is to change our laws first. That's the consciousness. The consciousness that says Hollywood has no right to entertain me at the expense of children that they molest and abuse. I couldn't agree more. And I don't care who they are. How about we watch MTV and these fucking award show where they we know their demographic is thirteen year old girls and they have fucking Miley Cyrus who I or think Cardi is Cardi B like, up there spreading her legs yeah, like a yeah. with all the other women. And it's like well wh- what are you saying to young girls? This is this is female empowerment? Really? I mean you may like I mean I'm not I'm not putting anybody down who likes this, but well, is, Carly, Cardi B is garbage, man. She's done. She's <laughs> done on. Per, it's what she's doing is purposeful. Oh yeah. Like you know, Nicki Minaj pushed it. Now this Cardi B's got pushed it even she farther. She used to drug men, and she, she bragged she, about she, it. She bragged, she bragged about, about it. it. Yeah, and just, then, and then everybody's trying to tell me that oh, it's not the same thing as Cosby. You know, it's just like, hey, man. I understand that sexual assault is awful, but drugging people? Like, how are you compartmentalizing that? It's just completely ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, it's my theory about why women make the rules of society. And that's why when Cardi B says that mm-hmm. or somebody, some woman cuts off a guy's dick and mm-hmm. you see women on the morning show laughing about mm-hmm. it, okay? Mm-hmm. That's why, like... That's it's why not, getting knocked up by a pro athlete or a rich man mm-hmm. and having the kid just for the sake of getting checks is acceptable. We have a big movement that the feminist movement is actually encouraging women to um, believe that the male male things are superior. Mm-hmm. And, and, and But they don't realize that their things are great. They're just getting beat down into believing that doing the male stuff is what women should be doing. Next time a woman talks to you about privilege, ask her if she's willing to trade hers to a prostitute to help that girl. Like, yeah. Like, like you'd give up your, your position of privilege at, at, your, at your job because there's a lowly... This is how inverted feminism is. The, feminis, the real feminist, the real women that we need in this world to come forward by the millions, and they're out there. The shit you see on TV, that's, that's like they're sick. 
So what, what, what we need is women who come forward. We need the good moms of the world to rise up who love their children. And what they need to say is that the child is the most important thing, is where we need to put all of our focus and attention because we know not in our brains, based on the scientific data, that if you give women, impoverished women, women who are in doing things that they're having to sell their bodies and children whose bodies are being commodified in every which way possible, you give them reading, writing, and arithmetic, and guess what? They start generating their own wealth. They get a micro loan for $50 and can start putting together, you know, some kind of, of business as a start so that they can get out of that. We're not talking about that in this country. What we're talking about is women who are angry and hateful at men and want to be justified. And here's my question to them. Even if you know that there are grievances out there that are men that are screwing around women all the time, that's not anything new. My question is to you as a fem- to a feminist would be this. What purpose is it to take on a man in attacking him as a man right versus finding a way to cooperate as opposed to you know it's again destruction or creation so if you want to battle people and expend all your time one side's going to win right but the but the loser is not going to go away But what if I said to you, okay, tell me what it is that the problem is, right? Tell me what, what really, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What I'm, I'm wanting to listen. I want to hear what your problem is. Tell me what you want me to do. Let's, let's go there. How can what you're doing go bad? If there's ever somebody who doesn't agree, you know, tells their point and won't listen to you, just ask them, okay, you've presented your point. How could that go wrong? And let them think about it. Don't try to tell them what the solution is. Give them the problem through a question. And the question should be, okay, if you know that it could go bad this way, how about we try to figure out how to not make it bad? Right. Right? So, so that you get what you want without there being any pitfalls along the way that make it even worse. And we think it through very clearly rather than to just be impulsive in our emotions and go right after the person that makes well, us angry. Well, you know, we've, we've uh, weaponized uh, disappointment, meaning that because you haven't achieved these things, we've, our culture has told you it's because there's a system mm-hmm. that is holding you down. Right. Okay? Yeah. And the people who are telling you this are the ones who were born into elite families, went to elite schools where they got the privilege, and they're in this small club. And they club. pay to go to college, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, like, dude, if you actually took a... I don't know if you saw this, but Abby Martin tweeted this woman. Uh, she's a writer. She's got a special, I think, coming out on Netflix. And um, she was talking about how we can't allow... Uh, um, we can't allow this evil dictator in Venezuela to uh, get away with all this. But she didn't say in the video that her father worked for the IMF and was very high up and taught dictators how to basically fucking annihilate people. 
Mm-hmm. So she didn't. She left that out, and that's what we're seeing right mm-hmm. now. Are these people, these trust fund kids of these of these people who've created this system of pain, self, and, and greed, and now they've hijacked the what was perceived as a liberal movement. Yes. But I'm starting to think the CIA created that. But there's always been this group of like yes. artists. And free thinkers who have pushed back against tyranny. It's the eagle versus serpent that we've yep. discussed. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's always been these people, a disciples of the serpent, who have always pushed back against tyranny, against control, against all that. And what's happened now through television, social media is these powerful people have put their children in those positions. Yes. Yes. And they have, they have changed the narrative. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and to you and I, they're just, they're different people. They're, they're personalities. They're brands. Yeah. And, and you're supposed to – basically, it's like I hold up a, a black gay man to you. Yeah. And now you're supposed to – you automatically have a default operating system Who that goes that? right. It's, oh, oh, he's a good man. Yeah. He's a good man. I, I'm supposed to – not who the individual is. What his life was like. Yeah. What are the what are the day to day things that they do? I mean, of course, you may never know because you don't know that individual. You're just seeing him in a little snippet on TV. And they've perfected the art of it. Hollywood has perfected the art of that. How many times, you know, Meryl Streep and all these other people got up there and, and praised Harvey Weinstein, knowing what a monster he was? They all know. Everybody in this town talks. Everybody gossips. So the managers, the casting directors, the, the agents, the families of those people. Yeah, and guess what all those people also have in common? They all went to private school together. Yes. So now you're auditioning. It's a club, you're, like you're, you're, you're I'm auditioning against somebody that went to school with that guy yep. or went with their brother or their families know each other. It's yep. like that's the real thing. So when yep. you got these people virtue signaling on mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. and I go nuts on these people, mm-hmm. it's because they have been plugged in to privilege but they, they they want change as long as they get theirs, right? Yeah, yeah. Why is the Oscars so white? Why will it never change? Because the people who are in want – they want change. They want diversity as long as they still get their seat. Yeah. You can make change after me. Yeah. You ever been somewhere where, like, you're the the cutoff is right before you and you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> the person right in front of you is like, totally cool with that, man, right? Doesn't care because they got in. Yeah. So you have all these trust fund kids, these private school kids have mm-hmm. been put in a place to represent the liberal mu- movement. Yes. And they present this loves and they, you know, you got, and it's just, I mean, you look at like, let's say black women, they're the most underrepresented group in Hollywood. Why are we now just seeing Tiffany Haddish's and all that? Yeah. Because all these rich kids, that means they weren't going to get the shot in it, and there's no money in it. Women, white women are the biggest population in America, and they make 70% of the decisions when it comes to the purchase. That's why everything is – and then when I hear white women talk about how hard it is, it's like the whole system set up to entertain you. The whole system is set up to enter- – why is Tiffany Haddish the first black female stand-up to host Saturday Night Live on NBC, the liberal channel yep. – why is she the first in 40 years? Because fucking ad people said we don't, they don't have a lot of money, that demographic. So no one ever fucking did that. So they've done the things and like white women are attracted to black guys. So why is every commercial a white woman with a black boyfriend? Every commercial. Yep. And then once the other way, they don't look like they would ever date. It's the black chick doesn't look she like they'd ever date whatever fucking creepo who looks at Payless sneakers, right? Yep. Or shoes. Yeah. It's all psychological wealth, a warfare. Yeah, with good people and good intentions. That's how they do it. 
Well, I think the top doesn't. I think no, no, the top. God no. And they I know think exactly what they're doing. Who just play ball? I mean, like, there's this whole thing about just playing the game. And you know what? We've allowed the game to completely destroy our ethics, and we don't want to disrupt the. The reason people hate conspiracies yeah. is because it forces them to look at something they might be a part of. Yeah. And they don't want to think about it because the gravy train is going too well. So we sit here and we're in how many countries right now? We're very short off from what fucking the Nazis and, and, and Hitler was doing. But nobody ever wants to look at that because we paint it as dictators. We're taking out dictators mm-hmm. because we, the, he's oppressing these people. Show me one country we went in and made it better. Haven't yet that I know of. Not once. Not through military force. Not through occupation never leads to anything, dude. Never leads to it. You're seeing a mass migration back to Syria. Those people don't want to be in Europe. They want to be back home with their own people, but they're getting shelled like a motherfucker. I keep hearing about Islam. Muslims hate us. We are bombing the fuck out of them, dude. We are taking out their moderate leaders and we're installing batshit crazy people. Islamists. Islamists. Yeah. There's a difference between Islam and Islamist. And and they're basically making, you know, uh, people who believe in Sharia law and the caliphate and they uh, fuse religion and the state together. How is uh, Sharia law any different than Zionism or neocons? When you have a philosophy and you think the rest of the world should fucking have to follow that, that's a real fucking problem. Yep. It's You know, but I just think we have so many agents of chaos right now all being set for a dollar. Yeah. Well, I, I, would, I would argue a little bit that that's accurate. Get but, off the show. But no, <laughs> no I, I totally agree with no, you. No, no, no. I'm joking. I agree. No. <laughs> um, no, but what I would say is we're that time because of the fact that it's being spoken not only by you and 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 this and and other shows. I mean, endless shows have been talking about this for now, especially two years since Trump. Is that more information is rising, and so what you're having is an illusion of reality that that is getting smaller and smaller and smaller as time goes forward. And this other one is going to take its place. It's not going to be perfect, but it's this first step. If you want to believe that there's a chance, because everything that we're talking about and, and the ideas that manifest forward from imagination and creative you know, intention, your, your, your brain is the most powerful machine in the world. And that is not arguable or debatable. It is. They haven't been able to reproduce all of the, the sensations and the, and the neurons and the fire. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of the most precious things that you have. And if you want to believe that there's a purpose and a meaning in life, work to fix yourself to such a level and degree that all of the other crap around you has no power over you. Because the only way that they could take it from you is to come and kill you. And they're not going to do it or we're not going to let them as far as I'm concerned. As long as I have air in my lungs and my heart beats and my brain is feeling and thinking, I'm going to keep doing what I do to better myself and to help all of my friends around me. In these last two years, I just want to say this. There's a, my best friends are not here in L.A., I met them all through A Child's Voice in pursuit of that over the years. And there was this one girl, Karen, that I talked to 
we were Bernie bros together. And I've obviously not, I'm not going back to that, but that's not the issue. The issue is we talked and talked and talked week after week for two years. And it sparked a change in her life to leave academia and go into social work and working with children that are horrific conditions where there's death and there's abuse and sometimes really ugly things that are going on in that house. And she's looking at those children and they're looking at her afraid. And the moment that she spent with them, they become these beautiful people. Yeah, you just got to water, the plant will grow. Yeah. And that's in all of us. If you believe that that's possible in a child with such hell that they live day to day where they've, they've never known love and care and safety, and you can pull that out of them in one day, imagine what we would do if we did that with all the people in the world as much as we possibly could with that kind of effort and that kind of concentration. And it comes not because there's a, there's a, a movement to do so, the movement starts within you and then it starts to spread and the ideas come together and you start getting your people in your network together and you start sharing it. That's how you see those 17-year-old kids creating a, a, a $350 arm versus a $60,000. He's 15, 17 years old in a, in a town of 3,300 in Colorado and he started with Legos because he met a girl with a hook for a hand and, he, and it hurt him. And then he learned how, how it cost her family so much just so she could have a hook for a hand. And he went out and created it. And he created it in three years. They had a head set that you put on the head of the person. And he had the arm attached. And he said, that light bulb over there, I want you to think about picking that up. And the hand went and did it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this kid went to Las Vegas three years ago when they did that, that conference you know, for the technology. And he said, I'm here today because I believe ideas are best when they can be improved upon. So I'm releasing all of my blueprints online for free so that people could take what we have created and make it even better. Multiply that by 10 million people. You have the internet. You have us. We take over social media. We start promoting ideas instead of attacking each other and being right about our positions and start giving people something that they can take and inspire the creativity in that child that's inside. And the child comes out and wants to play, wants to play with other children, just like children do. They want to play endlessly. And it's effortless with a little bit of encouragement, even the negative ones in your life. If you could, before you write them off, use your your encouragement that you know that you have, and just give them a little nudge in a direction that you know if they were to go, it would be helpful to them. And that's also when you tell them, hey, you're about to do something to yourself that's going to hurt you before it happens so that you're not there and say, well, you know, I wanted to say something, but, you know, you were really passionate about this. No, you're a friend. You tell them, hey, you're about to hurt yourself. You're about to do something stupid. Don't do it. Yeah. And then when something really good happens to him, you're really happy for him and you want him to succeed. And you and you and you and 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 that's if they're like they're 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 sort of uh, you know, sheepish about it because they don't really want to talk about themselves and you know, it's like, well, I I did this. That's great. That's fantastic. Where does that cost you? Where does that where does the program need to be 
written in order to make that happen. That's it. That's all it's going to be. And in the more people who, who take that in and try to do something with it for themselves, by your own means to do it internally and love yourself, truly love yourself and get healthier every single day of your life, you by that own being will manifest that creativity and that reality and you will inspire it in others because they, what do we do with athletes? Look at the final four. They push themselves to the highest limit possible and beyond anything that is possible. And we admire them. Why? Because they practice at it daily, ritualistically, to perfect, to push themselves, to drive themselves. Why are we not doing the same thing, copying that behavior and promoting that? We're not promoting that. Forget the media. Forget the politics of it. It ain't going to happen. But if people start doing it, the blue check mark people that piss you off, will have no power. They'll be lost in their own yeah. own yeah. smaller world as it gets smaller and smaller I, and smaller. Yeah. I mean, I just put energy into it. And I just, it's that tyranny thing. I just like, I guess, I don't know. It's like, it's been a real eye-opening couple of weeks lately. So it's like, I have to do a lot of thinking. You know, the show, as the show grows, because you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, I take that very personal. And, uh, you know, I also think a lot like what the show represents and our what is kind of the mission statement of this show is just to discover what the truth is and have a, a real conversation. And I have to think more about what I say and how I handle myself because I do represent a group of people who are uh, really just trying to make the world a better place, you know, yeah. and it is interesting, man. I like I, I have been putting out weird energy on Twitter. I just it just. I watching these fucking people, these people born to privilege, bringing chaos to the world, really upsets me. And it's not D's and R's because mm-hmm. they're all friends, dude. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking friends, you know. And they're Reality all working TV together. Show. They all work with either war criminals or the fucking sons and daughters of mm-hmm. war criminals. Now, I would hate if anybody judged me mm-hmm. by my father's actions, but when I get into the system. And I work for what he was doing to either promote it mm-hmm. or uh, protect it. Mm-hmm. That's why I start to have problems. You know, a lot of bigotry is simply handed down from generation to generation. You know, mm-hmm. a real open dialogue is like really hard because you have, you know, mothers telling their children about the treatment of their people. So these, these people hate these other people mm-hmm. based on things that happened a bazillion years ago. Yeah. When like Palestinians and Israelis genetically are pretty much the same people. Mm-hmm. And it's basically falling where they power rank Jesus Christ on their power rankings is causing this whole muck up. And that's, you know, if you believe in Jesus, that's not against him. It's just these, you start realizing religion is like these constructs to end up because they're philosophies and they almost have the same philosophies and they just are just these lizard people find these little things to get us all the fire fight with each other all while cashing checks at our misery Mm -hmm. and it it drives me nuts well the good news is their time is coming to i hope man i really do man i really hope that their time is coming because it really pains me to watch art being used 
for the the, the authority, man. Mm-hmm. The the I, and I do honestly believe that's why stand up comedy is getting pounded so hard compared mm-hmm. to other forms of art mm-hmm. because it's the one art that you need, don't need a lot of production to put it on. It's yeah. a microphone, yeah. and sometimes you don't even need a microphone. The art of speech, right? If I want to, yeah. if I want to publish a book, usually, I mean, usually I get a giant pr- publisher. I want to make a play. I need a, people to basically finance the play, make a movie. You know, records are a little deep, but like to get to the highest levels, there's there's this invisible hand, yeah. and you can even say that about stand up. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know who Netflix is putting on right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, we got a lot of pushback of our film. Um, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk People about it. People are dying, putting out docs. People, this is the new book burning, dude. Yeah, I think though that the way we can do something about that is to take on like the next mic set, whatever evolves in you, right? To start speaking truthfully about what you really feel and think about life, not in the reaction to it, but that's the thing. That's what it's always been. It's always our reaction. What's your reaction to it? Not what's the idea, what's the thought, what's the unique way in which you can move forward from that. Otherwise, you just stay there and you're just going to die there. Yep. Hey, that's 12 steps. You hold on resentments, man. They will come back and bite you in the ass. Yep. And, you know, maybe, you know, I've seen it happen with people maybe very closely. You know, they just, it just eats them up, man. And they can't move on from it. And it's like something I learned, man. It's like if I have all these problems with people, what's the one common denominator? Me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I need to work on me. Mm-hmm. And I need to let things go. You know, I'm Italian-Armenian, dude. My dad <laughs> basically said, my dad basically gave me the, you know, if they put one of yours in the hospital, you put two of theirs in the morning. He's like basically <laughs> telling me that as a child, man. I'm like, that's the worst advice Ever two eyes for one eye. Hey, Mexicans yeah. do the same thing. If you come, if you didn't win the fight, you get your ass kicked again. Yeah, that's the same rule. It's the worst advice yeah. ever, man. Yeah. And it's the best advice is like not to feed into it. Now, there's going to be a couple times where you got to be like, all right, there needs to be an ass kicking going on. Okay, and mm. I, I do find that very interesting that these people, these people who are great writers, have a bazillion followers on mm-hmm. Twitter, and they can release a, a kraken on you. I mean, just a mob of people. Mm-hmm. But when when you're like, let's go, let's talk mano y mano. All of a sudden, you're threatening them with violence, and it's the worst thing ever because it's the one thing they can't manipulate. Yep. They only have themselves. That's at the end of the day. They want to create a world that plays to their strengths and outlaws their weaknesses. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going on. You see people with a politically correct comedy. They know they can't go up and compete. So what's mm-hmm. the best way of doing? Outlaw what they can't do. Mm-hmm. To make So what they do every glorifies what they do and fucking outlaws what they can't do. Yeah. And that's all it is. And the best comics in the world are always like, you do you. There are no rules to this shit. Yep. Yeah. And it's just the truth, man. We live in a, um, a, a, an amazing time to be alive. Get out. Stop watching the news. Stop <laughs> thinking your news is the your news source is the best news source. Yeah. If it's a corporate news source, it is corrupted by power elites. Yep. I mean, both Fox and MSNBC have been complicit in giant lies. Mm-hmm. To the masses. It's just the truth. Yeah. 
It's you all there trusted to Rachel you. Meadows. You trusted Bill O'Reilly, and they fucking lied to you. And they, Bill O'Reilly's gone. They got him on something else. It's time for Rachel Maddow to go. Yeah. You abuse our, you abused, and don't tell me you didn't know because you have way more resources than I did. And all you had to she's do. She's a Rhodes Scholar, by the way. She knew what she's Rhodes doing. Rhodes Scholar. And she, you know, and she just played the game, man, because where else is she going to get a $10 million check? That's a very good point because they can't leave it. They've built their whole careers around this. And what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They can't turn to you. Didn't she and start break... podcasts about Russian gate or some shit like yeah, that? They can't break the fourth wall. Yeah. They can't turn to you and go, gotcha. Can't do it. They've got to go down this road and they're going to pay a price. Not, I'm not talking about physical harm, but they're going to pay a price. No, what it is, man, be... I've seen so many of my friends get everything they want and they're miserable people. That some of them and the ones who did their way are the happy people. Inside, yeah, up man. Here, ideas. It's quit your not, job. Well, no, quit your job. <laughs> Don't just saying, like say that's it. Yeah. Screw the system. This isn't a car commercial. <laughs> yeah. But just know, it takes time. And maybe what your first goal, uh, six months down, you're like, ah, I, I, I like that, but I really like doing that. Just switch it up, man. Yeah. Adapt. Find what works and what doesn't, and do more of what works. What makes you happy? Yeah. Find, I tell people, they always, I, I always tell them the power of the internet, the power of YouTube. Find out what you love to do and you can make money off it. And yep. just people, they're just, they, I don't, it scares the shit out of them. But I'm telling you, man, before you know it, years gone by, you're, you're so much closer to your dreams. And when you build your own pirate ship. Now, I like to get a little crazy. What's the point of having a pirate ship if you can't raid a couple other pirate ships? But maybe I need to not be raiding so many people and be chilling out all the time. I think this has been a great podcast, man. I think this is important stuff to hear, you know? Uh, I think it is. I think we live in a simulation, man. And I think people need to understand that you can make your dreams happen. Now, can you become the president tomorrow? No. Well, we're starting to realize that that's on lockdown with lizard people. <laughs> but outside of that, you can do almost anything you want. It just, you have to take the first step and go to it. That's it. It really is it. And, and it takes such little effort to just talk to yourself. When I, I do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's important. And it and the main thing is that what are the ideas that are moving you forward? What are you telling that little voice inside of your head that says, "Don't do that, don't think that way." When you were talking, this is the last point I wanted to say. There, this is where you create opportunities. I was on Meetup. I wanted to go out and and go to this Ivy Society thing, and I thought ah, there's going to be a bunch of shallow people there. It's in Beverly Hills. You know, why do I want to go? And then I said, "Oh, I kind of lied to myself," and I said, "Oh, I want to go." You know basically to ingratiate myself among a bunch of people that I don't like, that's really, that's really low. And to have that feeling, but catch yourself. Catch yourself in the moment and say, no, that's not true. And you go, what is it that I really want to do? I know who I am. I know what my abilities are. So I don't need them to say or think anything about me. And then the idea goes... Well, you never know who I'm going to meet. I met a wealth manager, guy from uh, Montana, wonderful human being. Yeah. I had a great conversation. 
he, I enjoyed talking to this guy. We didn't want to stop talking. Now we're going to meet for coffee yeah. and talk. And there was another girl there. And it was just like, what a great night. Go meet people. Don't put prejudice on and yeah. you'll realize Don't they're fine. Don't catch yourself in the negative. Stop it. Tell yourself until you find what is true in you that is real and say, okay, this is my decision. It's like the movie Yes Man. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Where did he end up? He kept saying yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And he ended up with some girl about to get married. But he was like, it was a guy that just couldn't say no to nothing. It was just, He went to the seminar and they told him to say no. And then his life just got better. Met new people. And you're not going to meet no one at home. Yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. Get shit done. Stop Great saying no. Great podcast. John Paul, you can hey. come on anytime, dude. We Love you guys. You I really do. I think you should do your own podcast. Maybe we could work together on that. I've been thinking a lot about that. If that's something you're interested in, I'd like to talk to you about that. Uh, Aaron, I want to thank you so much for allowing us to do this. And thank I you, hope Aaron. you guys enjoyed it. We're going to be doing more than this. I know you guys want to hear the pedo talk all the time, but <laughs> we have to talk about everything. You know, you're going to live a miserable life if that's all you focus on. Okay? The world's a wonderful place. Explore it. Get off your phone. This come from a guy who's about to do that. And uh, live life, love yourself, and we'll see you guys soon. Take care. I hope to see everybody in Sunnyville. <laughs> Bell. Bye. Bell. Bye. Bell. Bye. Bell. Bye. 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 Bye.